Hey guys, welcome back to As Told By Moms. We are back at it again after a nice, beautiful, gorgeous, and stunning holiday weekend. Lore, how's it going? What's up? It's going good. She is here. Are you so no. sad that your house is empty? No. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. No, I, am, I am looking really for a new sad. co-host currently. <laughs> no, I am really sad. Uh, I've I spent so much time with my little smooshy, aka know. Levi. I know. And I, I just love him. And there's he was nobody so that cuddly with me. you. There's nobody that loves me like the smoosh. Mm-hmm. And he's just truly the best. And he was so cuddly. He just kept saying, I want to go to Titi's house. And then he finally came and he was just living his best life, running around in his underwear. And he was, he was <laughs> living it up, honestly. That's his normal. That's his normal life. Like he literally just lives in just no clothes and just his underwear. Honestly, I'm jealous. <laughs> it's a vibe, honestly. Um, we had a great holiday weekend. Last weekend we were able to go to your house and hang out with family and have the best time and spend Memorial Day. So yeah, it was great. I um I am always excited to like get back to my bed. That's like the only thing I miss. That's the only downside. Should you ever want to upgrade my room there, I would love a king size bed. <laughs> that would be this, ideal. this girl. <laughs> okay, guys, we're gonna need to um start getting some ad generation because <laughs> she wants us to upgrade her room, and I simply cannot. I'm just saying, like, if you were in the market for She's a new not. bed for the guest room, you know. She's definitely not in the market for a new bed. Okay. Well, just putting it out there. Maybe um, if we had a um, collaboration with like Lull or mm, Mattress Firm or purple, something. Maybe. I'll work maybe. on it. I'll work on yeah. it. I have a uh, Daniel. Care. Daniel has a purple pillow. They're very expensive. Take care of that for us. Mm, I'll do my best on top of everything else <laughs> that I do for the podcast. Um, what else? What else? Um, how did it feel having like a short work week? I know you love that. Oh, you guys have no idea. And you were off Monday and Tuesday. Yes. She worked a three-day three day work week. Um, since this is coming out tomorrow, I have a 90-minute massage after <gasps> work that is just going to be wonderful. That's I glorious. literally cannot wait. That's glorious. I had one last weekend. Uh, I'm sorry. I had one last week the day before I traveled to your house, which was a mistake. I probably should have did it once I got back. Um, cause like, why would I go get a massage and then literally be lugging my kids through a freaking airport the next day? Just didn't make any sense. Um, oh, speaking of, mm. you have to tell everybody the rental car story. Oh my God. What a freaking nightmare. Orlando airport. I hate you so much. So typically <laughs> we don't fly. Like we always drive because we're a family no. of five. Like who the heck can afford to fly with five people? Yeah. I thought that was um, on the regular. so strange. Well, we did it because the tickets were like $277 for all of us round trip. So I was like, no you way. know what? Yeah. Yeah. It was That's only so cheap. I know. It was so cheap. That's why I was like, yo, let's fly. Let's treat the kids. They literally hate driving. Not so much Noah because he likes to bring a bunch of crap with him. Um, but Jackson hates driving. So it was like, you know what? Let's do a little treat for the last day of school. We'll fly and then we'll rent a car. Cool. So many regrets. So many regrets when we got to the airport at midnight. Um, so our flight was at like 945. We didn't get to Orlando until, I don't know, like 12 something, I think it was. And we rented a car from Dollar. And I did it from there because they were the most inexpensive. And they were at the airport. So I didn't have to take a shuttle. We didn't have to go like offsite or anything like that. They had a terminal mm -hmm. like um, they had a desk like in the terminal. Cool. Come downstairs. We're waiting for our bag. I told Daniel, I'm going to go get in line because the rental's in my name. I'll go downstairs and start the process while you wait for the bag. Cool. Go downstairs. The line, Lauren, was like, if you're waiting for freaking Pandora at Disney, like it oh was my God. obnoxiously long. So I'm like, you okay. Would think, you would think that they're giving out cars for free. Literally. So... I go get in the line. I'm waiting. And a guy comes out who works there, right? And he's like, 
just so you guys know, we've been in the line at this point. Um, I think it was like almost two hours. Mind you, we got there at midnight. Our children and are not, there. And not be me. They're like exhausted. So it's like two o'clock in the morning. We're like, okay. Uh, no, I'm sorry. It was like 1.30. So maybe like an hour and a half at this point. The guy's like, we don't have any more cars. He wasn't a manager, but he worked there. He's like, we don't have any more cars. Come back in the morning. The way that these people were ready to riot was wild. <laughs> like, people were screaming at him, cussing at him, like, calling him slurs. Like, it was crazy. <gasps> oh, yeah. no. It was not it. And so he's like, go home, everyone. We'll have cars in the morning. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to get out of line. At this point, half the line left because he was like, there's no more. We were already kind of getting closer to the counter. So we were over halfway. Um, so I told Daniel, I was like, I think we should just wait it out. I don't want to deal with this crap again tomorrow morning because everybody who leaves tonight, guess what? Right. They're going to be back here in the morning. So I was like, I'd rather just wait it out. I made the mistake of putting it in my name, which was so dumb because then I had to wait for it. Um, <laughs> so then we ended up calling you at like two o'clock in the yes. morning. Thank I want you. everyone to to know that she was texting me all of the updates during this time. Yeah. And I kept telling her, I told her like as soon as she saw the car rental line, hey, my offer still stands. Yeah. I'll come get you and you don't have to wait. I'll take you back tomorrow. We didn't have any like pressing plans. So like I know, we, but we like, could have waited there. But wow. I just didn't want to like waste another day, you know, like. Yeah. I figured I'm already traveled. I'm already exhausted. Like, might as well just, like, ride it out. So then we call you. We come up with a plan for you to come to the airport to get us. Daniel was going to take your car with the kids home, and then you were going to wait for with me at the airport. And so at that point, another guy comes out, a manager, and he's like, hey, we have cars. That's not a problem. Don't worry about it. What we don't have is the personnel to get everybody checked out, like, in a timely fashion. So he was like, if you can just be patient, then we'll get everybody taken care of. Fast forward to three o'clock in the morning, we get the car and then we get to your house by like three twenty-five or something like that. Ridiculous. So crazy. Never again. And you know what the stupid thing is, is like Daniel's like, babe, I don't think we need to run a car because like, we're going to be with your sister and Juan all weekend. They have two cars. Like we can just like all, be in those cars and I was like I don't want to inconvenience anybody literally we were together every single time (laughs) like in both cars most of the time anyway so lesson learned I will be driving for the near future for the foreseeable future yes and yeah for the foreseeable future that's right and unfortunately we are flying to New York next week so we have to do this all over again Except we're renting from Enterprise, which Daniel has, like, status with them. So that's nice. Mm. And I think they're a little more gotcha than dollar. Yeah. I think The name that... speaks for itself. Do... <laughs> <laughs> that, that was like a joke. Look at you go. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'll be here all night. I was going to say, do you think you got, like, the best bang for your buck? But I guess not. No, I think it was, like. I, I feel like Dollar Thrifty is like a big company. It's not like a little cheapy rental car. Like right. it's a big name brand for rentals. I don't know. They were just like not ready for the holiday weekend. They had all these people with reservations and they just had, I think like two people working the counter. It was crazy. Um, but yeah, we got our car and then you and I were on the way and we went to sleep immediately upon arriving at home. <laughs> and that was it. And then we started our week of, our well, our weekend of just family fun. Love to see it. Yeah. I wish we could go back to beach. I know, minus the rental car. <laughs> yeah, minus that. Yeah. Minus that for sure. Other than that, it would have been a great trip. The boys traveled so well. They were little angels on the plane. Jackson fell asleep. God bless. And um, Levi was great, and they waited, like, honestly, like little angels. They did not bother for sitting there for almost three hours. So at 2 o'clock in the morning, 3 o'clock in the morning. My little smooshy. He's such a good boy. Yeah, they are such good boys. So, And Noah, of course, he, like, stays up till 3 o'clock in the morning anyway, so this was just, like, <laughs> his normal life. Normal for him. Yeah, it was fine. 
Um, so yeah, that's that was it. And then we uh, were able to be with our family as we celebrated our uh, one of our amazing cousins slash niece slash yeah I guess right like she's yeah. basically our niece um she graduated she turned 18 so it was good it was it? a fun time I know crazy I can I cannot believe that she's 18 I feel so old I know I know it's wild um so yeah I think I think overall it was a great weekend did you feel you like it, it was great yeah I felt like it was a great weekend I felt like we needed some much necessary family time um i didn't realize that it had been so long since juan had seen you guys it didn't feel mm-hmm. like that long for me because mm-hmm. i just saw you guys in march yeah but i didn't realize it had been so long since he had seen you guys since christmas um, so, right yeah because he literally never comes visits us because he's literally <laughs> trash um not me disparaging his name on the literally. podcast <laughs> <laughs> so sorry love you well, I mean it he probably won't listen because he doesn't listen to our podcast anyway so it's fine you right so I'm gonna keep disparaging him anyway <laughs> unless someone sends it to him don't be shady people doubtful <laughs> um <laughs> but you made it back home in time to watch mm. Vanderpump Rules I wish we could have watched it together too. I know I Ugh, wish we could have watched it together that would have been ideal I am very thankful that Peacock released the uncensored version the next day because that is just my vibe. I keep forgetting that and I keep watching it the day of. No, it's so much better with the actual curse words. It really is, though. It just gives a little extra oomph. Mm -hmm. Tom Sandoval called Ariana an (gasps) MFR. He called her that? He called her that. And Lisa almost flipped her lid she was like i think he said it under his breath Oof. and she was like wait what did you Oof. just call her an mfr and mm. he didn't say anything and i was like oh. in the scenes from next week somebody gets called to see you next tuesday oh it's I think katie yeah katie says it <laughs> wild um loser okay let's talk about the reunion we're gonna talk about part two of vanderpump and then we're gonna talk about New Jersey and New Jersey is just going to kind of segue us into kind of the topic that we want to talk about which is like family dynamics and we actually experienced this a little bit over the weekend too because we were with um a lot of our family cousins from New York family that lives in Florida our sisters the sisters haven't been together since Christmas either so that was fun that was um all of our nephews and all that good stuff so and our niece and um So we're going to talk a little bit about that. So we'll jump into family dynamics after we do the Vanderpump part two reunion recap, which we have difference of opinions on these on this episode. Right. I truly feel. Hold on. Let me adjust my mic real quick. So I'll I'll start. Okay. You can start. No, no, I'm good. I'm good. But you can start. So I think that Stephanie thinks that it was um, what did you call a A big fat nothing burger? (laughs) <laughs> it was literally a, big, a nothing burger a big fat nothing burger however i did think that it was very necessary because part one was so much and we know that rachel is going to come out for part three and so i think that part two was a nice like palate cleanser in between okay because you have you still have so much that happened Mm-mm. during the season that you still need to recap no let me just say, I, sorry, I didn't mean to talk over you, but you did, but it's okay. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to, but I didn't know going into this episode that Raquel or Rachel, whatever the heck she wants to be called these days, I didn't know that her main part was in part three. So as I'm watching the show, I'm like fast forwarding. I'm like, okay, Sheena's still here. Okay. Fast forward, like commercials, blah, blah, blah. When I start seeing the time on the progress bar, like getting full, and I'm like, <laughs> this chick still has not freaking come out. I'm getting pissed. Like, I don't care about all these other people's friendships. I don't care about their relationships. I don't care about Katie and Schwartzy. Like, I don't care. I want to hear from Raquel. The fact that this freaking girl, I wanted to punch my TV and Andy Cohen in his face. <laughs> the fact that she came on. At the last minute or 30 seconds or whatever the heck it was, 
I was absolutely livid, livid. Listen, at the end of the day, it's a business. It's a business. They they want want to push viewership. They want to get ratings. They want to do all the things. We Nothing can't forget that the we can't forget that this is a TV show. I know, but it's like okay, the whole thing is literally called Scandaval. Okay, the whole situation. Like, let's get to the scandal part. Like, I want to see Ariana and her. And I want to see Lala come for her throat. And I want to see like, like, I want to see this whole thing. And it's just pissing me off that now we have to wait until part three. And I don't feel like part three is going to be enough. I feel like they could have done half of part two and then all of part three. Like, we didn't need all this extra Sheena stuff. Like, love her, but no. Well, we did get Raquel's one-on-one with Andy, which I thought was very interesting. How she, you know, said that she was very ashamed and that she admitted to saying that she thought Sandoval was going to break up with Ariana. And it's like, this dude has been with this girl for nine years. And you think that this little whatever you had, he's going to break up with this girl? That's crazy. Delusional to the highest level. Another thing that really struck me about um, watching Raquel because we did see her in bits and pieces. So we were able to see her watching what was happening on the stage because she just couldn't be there. Mm-hmm. This girl had zero, zero emotion in her face. Like her eyes were dead. She did not tear up. She did not cry. She did not have any sense of like remorse. Like it was wild no. to watch She's that. She's literally a robot. When she sat down with Andy for her one on one, Even that, like, she had no, it just feels like she doesn't have a reaction, which is so wild. No, she's just like, it felt like she was just so numb to the situation. And it's like, you have, you have no remorse. Like, you're saying stupid things. Like, I should have written Ariana a handwritten note or Sheena or whoever. And I'm like, girl, shut up. Nobody cares about your stupid note. Yeah, she's like, now I feel bad because I should have written her like a no. Like, you feel bad? Are you kidding now me? You feel bad after you like, put you this literally... girl through hell with a restraining yeah. order and made this whole reunion such a debacle? Like, mm-hmm. no, no, she was. It was wild to watch that. Yeah. What? It was um, just what crazy. was your like top favorite part from this episode? Oof, I think it was Schwartz pulling out his Xanax bottle. Bro. <laughs> I was and like, he, and he what? was popping it like they were M&M's. I was like, is he okay? Like he was like, I'm taking his Xanax. He is like, he's like not well. He, no, I feel like he's so socially unaware. He does not know how to read the room. Mm-mm. And Katie calling him a serial killer's wet dream was so funny to me tagline of the century tagline of the century because that's the one thing about katie like she i don't know what it is about her something about her like annoys me i don't know if it's just like the way that she engages with people or what but like something about her annoys me but the the one-liners that she comes up with are so freaking funny and she's just like she's so good at that stuff like she's very witty um one thing that I did not like is how many times James got out of his seat. No, like, literally. That was home, annoying. Homeboy, sit down. Yeah. Like, you're making it seem like it's all about you. And Ariana is sitting there completely fine. Yeah. Has not got up once, has not done anything. And you're acting like this entire thing revolves around you. Yes, you play a critical role. I'm not negating that. Mm-hmm. But sit your butt down, bro. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think like I think my favorite part was honestly like when Sandoval and Raquel were trying to have like a private conversation after their oh normal conversation <laughs> and the, the producer was so funny cuz he was like he's like I just need a break, man, like a little freaking baby and the producer was like um you can have a break. Like go have lunch. You just can't like be together and there not be a camera like he had right. to explain it in so many different ways. Like, and the guy just like wasn't getting it. Like, Sandoval, shut up. And if you don't want to be 
with cameras in your face, then why are you on a reality show? Why did you have an right. affair? Why did you blow this whole thing up? Why did you blow up your life? Like, right. get out of here. Like, you're such a loser. I did think it was interesting, too, how um, Raquel and Tom were having that conversation in her trailer with the camera and saying she was saying that, like, obviously watching it back now and hearing what everybody's saying, it, it seems like they had a normal relationship. And it seemed uh, Tom and Ariana, mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. seems like they were solid. So she almost at, at that point in time, she almost looked like she didn't know what to believe, uh-huh. which I thought was very interesting. Uh-huh. He's agree. telling her one thing and everybody else is saying something else. Well, of course. And that's the thing. But like, I almost feel like that's kind of um, I feel like that's like a cop out from her, too, though, because like yeah. as Ariana's best friend. She kind of knew what was going on in their relationship. Like Correct. she knew that things were either strained or great or whatever. Like, girl, you were up in the mix. So like you knew what was mm-hmm. happening and yep. you were around them all the time. But right. also like Sandoval is just a freaking crybaby, bro. Like I oh keep seeing, God. I keep seeing these TikToks <laughs> from like episode one where he's like, you never buy toilet paper there's pens in the drawer because of me. And it's like these TikToks of like how not to get cheated on. And it's like a lady carrying like a bunch of toilet paper, a bunch of pens, (laughs) putting batteries in the drawer, like just stupid stuff that I'm like, bro, you are also a 40 year old man. Like, I don't think people realize that. Like everybody's like in their 30s. This dude is freaking 40. Acting like a dang baby crying like a little loser and it was just like, I'm just not here for it. I'm really not. And I'm not moved by him at all. I think something that was like very cringe to me was just that comment that Sheena made that she would trust Raquel in the same bed with Brock. Like, Bro. Listen, I don't care how long we've been friends. Mm-mm. I don't care how long I've known you. Mm-mm. My husband better not be in no damn bed with none of y'all. Exactly. Exactly. Like No. No. There nobody, has to be boundaries. Yeah. Nobody should be that close where that that's like a situation. Like, no. no. And I think Sheena was, I think she said that facetiously in the way of like, this is how much, I don't think she genuinely would trust her, but I think she was, putting it as an example like this is how much i trust her if that was true or not like girl thank god you didn't mm. because no, i don't like that homegirl is sketchy um i think one more i'm trying to like remember all of the things because like jesus um the coachella timeline i don't really know about that i don't a lot of people are talking about like this whole bombshell thing that's supposed to be coming out in the next episode as to why they're not filming right now, which mm-hmm. I think is just what a missed opportunity, man. Like they should be filming like immediately after the reunion, just cause like there's still so much going on. Um, yeah. but I've seen like so many clips from like team members, producers, writers, like people just trying to like hype up the situation. Do you think, what is your, um, like what is your, thought on what you think it's going to be people are saying Raquel's pregnant people are saying that Schwartz and her did more than just kiss and then people are saying that the timeline of Sandoval and Raquel is that they actually first hooked up while she was with James if that's the timeline that boy is going to lose his mind because he crazy Mm. honestly what do you think I have I have no idea what it could be. I've been seeing the, you know, Raquel pregnant rumors too. Mm -hmm. Uh, But somebody from her camp said that she's not because she's in like a mental health facility. Mm -hmm. So I'm not entirely too sure. I do think that (laughs) it's so funny because in the, I think it's the previews of next week, Mm -hmm. like when, when Rachel comes out Mm -hmm. and James Kennedy looks at them sitting like, uh sandoval schwartz and raquel Mm -hmm. looks at all of them sitting together he's like this looks a little incesty to me and it does (laughs) no like that's disgusting yeah i think it's crazy and did you catch i don't know if you caught this um and ariana saying that no she can't sit there absolutely 
Because Andy was like, Andy was like, Schwartz, you know you're going to move down. And he was like, oh, okay. And she's like, no, he's not. I was like, Mm -hmm. ooh, Andy. Andy, off, you better, sis. Andy, you better sit down. My yeah. cards. <laughs> oh my cards. No, was I was like, favorite. Ariana, go off, sis. And yeah. Listen, a- Andy was not trying to play with her. He no. was like, all right, no, 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 she don't need to sit there. He's like, go ahead and uh, let's rearrange this. Yeah, I, I'm glad that they didn't do that because that's just that's just a tacky move. Like, there's no need for that. It's yeah. bad enough they're all on the same stage. Like, right. Um, one of the things that I um, did really not like about the reunion, but mm-hmm. one of the things I was like, oh, okay, you know, that's nice um, that Raquel did talk about dropping the uh, restraining order against yeah. Sheena and gave and gave it to Andy to give to her. I did think mm-hmm. that that was a decent move, mm-hmm. um, not on, not on Raquel's part to like try and gain some points or whatever, but yeah. for Sheena, like Sheena's a mom and like, the way her and Lala got emotional, like you can just see that this is really taking a toll on her. Yeah. And, you know, the kind of mom that she is with her kids and stuff like that. And or her kid, I guess I should say she doesn't have any other kids. Mm-hmm. But um I, I did think that that was very nice. Yeah. I think that was a good move. I mean, whatever. Nothing burger episode. I mean, it was like decent, but I just want I want to get down to like the nitty gritty. Like I'm not. I want to hear from her. I want to see Ariana just get like, get it all out, girl, like process it. Like not a lot of people get the chance to like have a face to face with a mistress after their relationship has been blown up. And like, let alone one of their friends. Yeah. Let alone one of their friends, which is just crazy to me. And it's just like, man, like you deserve this moment, honestly. Like, I think she deserves the answers. I think she deserves the communication. And, like, for her to look her in the face and say, like, you know, you suck. Like, you're a rat, you know? And I think that that is just – I'm really excited for her to get that off of her chest because I'm sure – I'm sure it's – and we have to remember, too, like, this reunion was, what, like, two or three weeks after the actual, like, whole finding out? This was in March. That they recorded Yeah, she this. found out like early March and then it was like the end of March, I think. So within like two or three weeks. Mm-hmm. So this was all like very fresh. Yeah. And so now we're in June and it's like she has a new man and all that stuff, which is great. Like I'm happy for her. She's living her best. She has like every freaking endorsement known to mankind, which I think is <laughs> hilarious. Listen, um, this is nationwide. Yeah, and I was telling Daniel that yesterday because he was – he came in – um the room like towards the end of the reunion so he was like asking a few questions i'm kind of like explaining to him like man this is like this was on like cnn he's like what and i was like babe you have not heard at all anything about scandal he's like no i'm like oh my god our timelines are so different he'll ask me stuff like national news and like crazy like conspiracy stuff he's like you haven't heard about this and i'm like no i literally don't care um, I wonder if you get if you got the good as gold Uber One Bravo ad because I've I've been getting it all on my TikTok for you and I'm like yeah probably this not. is a banger probably not um, but yeah so I'm like explaining to him like a little bit he's like this sounds chaotic then I was telling him about really um, OPI and how they put on their Instagram oh, the story white the white nail polish oh, how it's God. like dead I thought that was hilarious and I think brands are just like having fun with this whole thing and. I'm here for it. I think it's funny. I agree. I think it's funny. I agree. So. I, I, think, I think it's a very good opportunity for her. And it's not like, I really don't think Tom brings in a boatload of money, but it. You mean with his nice fake band? That, <laughs> yeah, with his loser band. <laughs> that, ugh, trash. I know. Anyway, <laughs> um, I mean, obviously with his like cut, like profits from Tom Tom or whatever, but mm-hmm. like Shorts, Shorts and Sandys can't be making that much money doubtful you know yeah um and obviously gets paid from the show but like i'm glad that she's finding her own way Mm -hmm. and supplementing her own income like go off she's killing it um talking about capitalizing like on a sad moment you know what i'm saying like i'm happy for her that she's gotten all these deals and all these brands i keep seeing commercials with her like crazy stuff and i'm just like this is so funny um what i think is interesting is that um, Ariana keeps calling her a rat 
And is that like the insult of the season on Bravo? Because Rat in Jersey and Rat here in VPR, it's just crazy. Mm -hmm. It is. It is like the phrase of the the season, I guess. Um, Yeah, let's go ahead and segue into Jersey because Jersey was wild. Um, They're on episode two as well. Of their reunion, three parts. I love that the reunions are three parts, honestly. Uh, episode two is coming out next week. Oh, so we just watched episode one. Yeah, this is oh, part yes, one. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay, good. Um, oh, I'm so happy. Um, okay, who is your favorite housewife from Jersey? Let's start off with that because we haven't talked about Jersey at all. This is such a tough question. Um, I think it does change. Uh, oof. It changes between three. Okay. So it could be on any given day, Dolores. Mm-hmm. I feel like she's a little boring. Mm, no. Mm-hmm. Dolores, Margaret, or Melissa? I love Margaret. She's hilarious. Uh, I love that she's connected to the toast also, which just yes. makes me so happy. And um, Melissa, like... I just love her and Joe Gorga. Mel- Honestly, Melissa has a very boring boring storyline as well. She does. But she is a good personality and she's a mm-hmm. good time. Yeah. Like, she's just so funny and I like that, you know, just see her growth between like season one to now is, mm-hmm. va- or not season one, season three when she came on to mm-hmm. now is very telling. I think she's grown a lot and Dolores, like, she is she's just the epitome of a good woman Mm -hmm. that's why i really like her like yeah she's boring but like i think she's i think she's just a genuine good person yeah i say boring from like the tv entertainment standpoint because i do like her too but like she's never really involved in drama like she kind of just like plays the peacemaker with everyone she is friends with pretty much everyone except for jennifer aiden last season for a little bit and then mm-hmm. they kind of made up already so yeah. she doesn't like to have bad blood with no, anyone which she doesn't. i don't blame her i don't yeah. either um i think definitely melissa is my i think margaret is my top favorite this season jennifer um jen, jen fessler, fessler is so freaking funny i love her she's hilarious um I, I was gonna ask you who out of the new like well jen fessler is just considered like a friend of mm-hmm. so who out of Danielle and Rachel do you like better? I like Rachel. I feel like Danielle Wait. is so freaking annoying. Danielle is so annoying. Her voice I can't is stand annoying. Her. I feel like she's like. Ugh. I did. I did think that the the reunion, like her comebacks to Rachel, were a one. No, I they freaking were. Loved it. They were, but like I don't know what it is about her. Like I love, like obviously, like I love Jersey. I love New Yorkers. Like I just those are like my people. And but to like, I don't know, like she's too much for me. Like there's times <laughs> that she's talking and I'm like, girl, I don't even understand what you're saying. Like, calm down. First of all, like, <laughs> I don't know. I, she's just like a little too much for me. Um, no, she's annoying. I don't I don't really care for her. Um, I think that watching the reunion for episode one, I feel like and you can tell me if you think this is like wrong, but I feel like Andy is like annoyed with Teresa. I feel like he well, just is yeah. kind of like over her. He's not really like I don't know. I feel like he like he's just like annoyed with her. Oops, sorry, my alarm just went off. <laughs> Go ahead. I think I think that um I don't know. I I think that there's something about Teresa this season mm-hmm. more than any other season that she's just annoying as all hell. And I think that Andy too is very annoyed with her and the comments that she was making before like the reunion was barely starting for like five, like literally five minutes. Mm-hmm. And she's already telling Melissa, like, you're leaving, like, goodbye. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not going to see you next season. And it's just like, first of all, you can't make that call. Yeah. And second of all, like, girl, who are you to call the shots? Yes, you're an OG. Yes, you've been there for forever. But guess what? OGs don't always remain on the show. Yeah. Like, Look at New York. New York is scrapping their entire cast mm-hmm. and starting brand new. Like, just because you're an OG doesn't mean anything. Yeah. No, I agree. I think she's just like, I don't know. She needs to go back to her love bubble. I don't really care if she's around or not. Her husband is a psychopath. And 
I don't know. I just don't like I'm just not here for her this season. I'm really not. She's been off for the last few seasons, like just not acting like normal. She's so delusional that it is like yeah. I don't understand it. Um, I don't know. I'm just like not with it. Um, I think no, the I'm biggest bombshell for me for this episode was finding out that Dolores's man Polly is still married. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, I am not surprised. Really? I'm not surprised that we found. Okay, so I'm, I am surprised, but I'm not surprised. The reason why I am surprised, I'm surprised that Dolores announced that on the reunion. True. Or said that because she's a very private person. True. And for her to admit that, I was like, wow, like that's very big of you Mm -hmm. but part of me also was like polly just looks like that kind of guy like he's just nonchalant like he he's just very like chill he's not extra like you know why why go why go through all the extra paperwork like you know yeah but now you have like 14 years with this person and when you go to get divorced unless he has like a really good um like uh which we know prenup like all that time that you accumulate as their spouse that like all comes into play when they go for like spousal support or assets and all that stuff like doesn't that uh i don't know like i would think that it's based on disclosures right like and it's also based on mm. the level of agreement. Like you could be together for X amount of years, but decide, okay, we've been together this amount of years. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not entitled to anything. You're not entitled to anything. And we're signing off on that and moving forward. Mm-hmm. You know what I, I mean? Guess. Like, Yeah, but he's I taking think- that and he's giving her the benefit of the doubt because he can say, oh, oh yeah, we absolutely. have an agreement. We have an arrangement. She's not going to come for anything. And then she could get pissed off one day and be like, you know what? technically we're married for 14 years and want half of everything if there's yeah, no plans you know i don't, I don't know. know it's very he, trusting he, for sure he he just doesn't seem like that kind of guy and i don't know maybe that's just the vibe that i'm getting for him from him mm-hmm. um he just seems like non-standoffish and he's just not combative and not, unless he unless he has to be mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah it's just the vibe that i get from him yeah but i think i think rachel that was and, very surprising yeah i think rachel and danielle their little truce that they did i think it's bs i don't think that yes. there's a truce at all there <laughs> is they're gonna, gonna come no for somebody's throat eventually season, season 14 watch episode one danielle and rachel are gonna get into it literally watch i, I bet you these reunion truces really mean nothing yeah they don't hold up for sure no no Um, there's no there's no weight yeah i think the other big um bombshell was basically like Teresa accusing melissa of possibly putting her behind bars which i think is just so outlandish for her to even say something so foolish um it's just crazy to me it's so crazy that if you go back and you watch the show from the time the gorgas were on Till now, mm-hmm. you just see that Melissa and Joe have really not done anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's just you're – I can understand how, like, what they do on the show and what they're saying off the show, like, on Melissa's podcast and things like that could be misconstrued. Mm-hmm. But I think I think that overall, they've presented themselves very well. Mm-hmm. And the same can't be said for Teresa. Yeah, she's like and so hot mask she's just it's just so crazy like to think that your sister-in-law could be capable of that is insane yeah and I don't think like I think Teresa and I said this last season too like she's not she doesn't live like in the real world I think she's so delusional like she thinks that like last time Margaret was like saying stuff and it's just like Teresa stop talking for like one second and you'll literally see that like Margaret didn't do this didn't do that like it was just crazy to me like she just says these well, things, and I'm like, girl, shut up. The the thing about her and Louie is that they hype each other up. Yeah. And he's worse. They, they remind me so much of a couple that I know mm. that they just hype each other up, and they feed into each other's BS, and they want to, you know, like, 
call each other and they just like uh who they just tell me off the podcast who you're talking about okay <laughs> I'll, I'll definitely i'll tell you off the podcast send me a message right so now you're talking about yeah oh my god anyway send it to me in the chat i, <laughs> I cannot <laughs> um i think that you know they just like you can tell that they're like in in cahoots with each other mm-hmm. and it's just like ew like yeah Ugh. Like I, I understand like the the ride or die aspect of it mm. all, but it's just like you guys feed into each other's BS and you don't call each other out yeah. and hold each other accountable. You just both see red and it's like mm-hmm. that's gross. Yeah. Yeah, I just got your message. I agree. <laughs> Thank you. Um yeah, and I think like the saddest thing that comes from all of this is like Teresa and Melissa are legit family like that is her sister-in-law that is her only brother like her only family member that she has left both her parents have passed and she has like her daughters obviously and now her husband but outside of like family like that's her only family that she has left and I think it's so sad that like they've gotten to this point of almost like no return yeah and you've watched the show longer than me like I don't know if there's ever been a point on the show previously where they've gotten where it's been this bad and that they've been able to come back from. So I don't know if it's like, if it's possible or if you feel like this is, this is like for real, for real, the end. There was one point in time where Melissa, Joe, Teresa and Joe Judice were like throwing blows at each other. And Teresa's cousins were also on the show and they they were just having like an all out family war, but mm. they were able to overcome that. The problem with Teresa is that she says that she wants to move forward. She says that she wants peace, namaste, and mm-hmm. all this BS. But at the end of the day, she's the one that forgives but never forgets. Yeah. And she is, excuse me, quick to continue a grudge. Yeah. And it's like, for what? Like, if you're going to move on, move on. Mm-hmm. One thing that really bothers me about her is how much she says, like, I've never had a sister before. Yeah. Louis' sisters are so great, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, Melissa's family has literally been family to you Mm -hmm. for so long. Yeah. And Melissa's sisters have attended your events. They've supported you. They've done all of these things, as well as Melissa. Mm -hmm. And it's like, why are you saying that? Yeah, she's so like, she's just delusional, which is so crazy. It's crazy to watch like the hindsight of like Melissa says something and then she comes back and just like is so off the wall. And I'm like, girl, nobody even said that. Like it's in your mind. It really is. She listens to hear things. She doesn't listen to understand. Exactly. And Louis, I felt like in the beginning was like going to help her with that. And Mm -hmm. because sometimes he will call her on it and be like, be quiet. Like, just listen. Let her say what she wants to say. You're not even listening to her. You're just saying whatever. But then now I feel like he's turned into like something else. And he's like psychotic. Yeah. I have to ask you, Mm. if we if we were in their situation, how would you how would you handle that? Well, I think the issue would be so it would be it's technically like in law, right? So it's like. Melissa's her in-law so it would be me having an issue with Juan essentially that's what that's what I'm saying yeah I don't know I think like a part of me would just I don't know because I'm not like a I'm more of like a peacemaker type vibe like because I know you are so I would feel like bad I would be like okay for Lauren I would just suck it up and just not engage with him or just like obviously it would change the whole dynamic of like how how we are with one another as a like as a whole not our dynamic obviously because like literally don't care um (laughs) (laughs) but I think like as a group how we do things with one another like obviously all that would change but I would do my best to put my best foot forward to not make it more difficult for you that's how I am I feel like Melissa tries to do that and Mm -hmm. Teresa makes it really difficult for her but I think you know I 
thank God won't ever be there because I would just tell Juan to his face. And, and I feel like I'm not disrespectful in the sense of like if I see something that he's doing or if I feel a certain type of way, I could right. go to him and be like, hey, this is what I'm seeing as my sister like and also as somebody who like loves you guys, you know, like I wouldn't I wouldn't approach it in the sense of like me against him. Right. Um, but no, that would be ugh. that is just what do you not, think? It's just not it. What do you think about the kids involvement? Let's talk about the, the kids of it yeah. all. I think because that's hard. I think that's hard. There is because, that, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say there was that comment when they were in Ireland mm-hmm. where, Ra- where Rachel asked, are yours and Melissa's kids close? Mm-hmm. Teresa says, yes, they used to be. Mm-hmm. But then Melania didn't go to Antonia's Sweet 16 yeah. or vice, vice versa. Mm-hmm. Antonio didn't, Antonia didn't go to Melania's. And Melissa says, she can be that aunt, but I'm not going to be that aunt. I thought that that was big. Yeah, I thought, that, I thought that was big of Melissa for sure. I think like... I think the kid thing is hard. I think they have crazy schedules. Number one, the girls are involved right. in a lot of things. I don't feel like, I feel like if it was my situation, like I think about the cousins, you know, all of the boys and the kids together that we have, like all of us. But, you know, if Noah can't be there for something, I don't expect for Ruthie to make him feel like crap. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. Or Christina right. to make him feel bad. You know, I think like, like, if Noah's not able to be there, there's a reason. If right. that reason's not good enough for you, then like I don't know what to tell you, but I don't I don't see that they would make him feel bad about that. And I think yeah. the kids have to be able to figure it out on their own and right. have their relationship. You know, I think the problem with Jersey, uh, the families, the housewives is that they poison one another's kids against the other. Mm-hmm. So that's like a major thing. If I ever had an issue with my sister or a sibling, like I, I wouldn't bring the kids into it because their relationships are protected. They, they manage their own relationships with one another. And I think that that's important. I don't think that that has anything to do with each other. Now, if we have a falling out, they will be affected by that because at the end of the day, it's up to us to get them together, you know, because they're young. Um, but I mean, it just sucks. I mean, we've seen that situation previously yeah. and it just puts a lot of pressure on everyone, honestly. It's it's not it's not a fun place to be. Yeah. Especially when you're, you know, you're trying to play the peacemaker, you're trying to make everybody happy. And at the end of the day, like it just causes so much strife on a family, so yeah. much strife on the bonds, on you know, the, the family dynamic and it, you know, it, it changes things. Yeah. And I feel part of me feels so sad for the Gorgas and the Judices because mm-hmm. they're the only family that each other has, mm-hmm. you know, it's like just Joe and Teresa, like mm-hmm. you guys, you only have one sibling. Like, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And I feel like they could make it work. I think they're just both so, like unwilling to look past flaws and look past past mistakes and certain things and and really truly let things go and I think in a family like you have to be able to get to that point where it's like everybody's going to make their own decisions right everybody's going to have flaws everybody's going to have things that they do that we may not like agree with but at the end of the day your job is to be there for them regardless of whether you agree with it or not and also too like I don't know I think it's just really hard and really sad when you can't get past that you know because you do miss out on so much you do lose that like that bond and if the kids are young Mm -hmm. enough and they don't understand what's going on it's even worse because then it's like oh where's Titi so-and-so or where's Theo so-and-so and And it's like yikes like (laughs) you don't want to bring them into this whole family drama right but at the same time like how do you explain that you know yeah I think there's also like with Joe and Teresa there's a level and I think with any family there's a level of respect Mm -hmm. for one another that needs Mm -hmm. to be had and I don't feel like they respect one another yeah I feel like in certain standpoints 
they hold their familial relationship above each other's marriages mm-hmm. and or assume that the other person should do that. Mm-hmm. And when you have that assumption in place, it really affects your relationship. Yeah. Like I think all of us understand that once we each got married, we all became our own family within our spouse. Yeah. And I don't think they necessarily get that because mm-hmm. Teresa keeps saying like, your wife, you need to tell your wife that mm-hmm. I'm your sister. She has to respect me X, Y, and Z. And it's like, that's my wife. Mm-hmm. You know, th- that's my wife. I'm not going to tell her that she's the mother of my children. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like she can make her own decisions and you should respect me enough as my sister mm-hmm. to give her that respect as my wife. Yeah. Yeah. You I think I that's mean? why like when we're talking about the hypothetical situation of like me having an issue with Juan, it's like, for because of my respect for you, I would do everything that I could to right. nurture that relationship. And if I can't nurture it, and if there's a point where it's like, hey, we just can't have a relationship, like we, which is fine too. Like I'm not expecting for you to be best friends with one another, spouses, and have this like close relationship. Like that doesn't happen always. Right. So if they do, great. Like I love that for you. But in the case of, like, as this hypothetical, like, I would just be as, like, cordial and accommodating to you as I possibly can, you know? Right. And it's just, like, because you're my sister. I know this right. puts you in a hard place, you know? So it's just kind of, like, being aware of those things and being able to be mature enough to say, you know what? It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about the family as a whole. And how can we you know, make this work and be feasible for the best of the group, you know, like as an, as overall, Um, because it's a lot of people to manage. It's a lot of people to take into consideration. It's a lot of people to just kind of accommodate. And that becomes a lot, you know, especially when you have so many different personalities, like in our family, it's just like, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. It's, it is, it is a lot, like not only just our immediate family, but even our extended family, Mm -hmm. you know, we tend to do a lot of things together. And if the vibes are just not there, then Mm -hmm. it's, it's hard to force somebody to want to be a part, to want to partake, to want to Mm -hmm. put in an effort and things like that. But I think just having the level of respect for everybody's own individual feelings Mm -hmm. as well, you know, like if, if. I have, you know, a family member that has a different, a differing of opinion, you know, based on, based on my beliefs or how I feel, I'm going to do my best to respect them and the the conversations that I have with them and how I hold them in a certain regard Mm -hmm. and vice versa. You know, I'm never going to, going to put my beliefs or the way that I feel in front, like in your face, Mm -hmm. because you, you may not agree with them and that's okay. Yeah. You know, I think that there has to be a certain level of understanding. And again, you know, like I keep saying, a level of respect mm-hmm. for for everybody. Yeah. When you look at families, it's crazy because like Ma's side, for example, is five or six sisters, right? And from those six sisters are five different groups of parents. So like each mm-hmm. sister has kids except for one. And so each of those family core families have now trickled down and raised their own children and raised their own grandchildren. And they have like their immediate unit and all of them are very different. If you look at all of our aunts and all of their families, like they're all very, very different in how they were brought up. How were they raised? Where were they raised? Like all of that comes into play. Um, And just like religious beliefs and even like political beliefs and things like that. And it's just like, we can all coexist. Like, it's fine. Like, I look at our family and I'm like, oh my gosh, like we are all so different. Even within our sisters, within our cousins, within our aunts, like we all parent different. We all believe different things. Some of us have common beliefs on certain things. Some of us don't, which is fine. Mm -hmm. Like at the end of the day, like we all love and respect one another enough for that not to be a heavy situation, you know? I don't think there's ever been a moment where it's like we have had a huge disagreement and it's like I am no longer talking. I say this personally from us. 
Um, Mm -hmm. you and I have never had a disagreement with a family member where it's like, I am no longer talking to this person because of this situation. Um, it just hasn't happened, which, and if it does happen with other people, like you hear both sides, you're there for both people. And it's just kind of like, listen, hopefully we can move past this and it doesn't ruin the family dynamic. And if it does get to that point, one person will bow out. Like, one right. person is not going to put themselves in that situation. And then it saves kind of like the group setting, you know, but it's right. just sad if it does get to that point because there is never a reason, regardless of beliefs, regardless of thoughts, regardless of what you feel, there's never a reason why we couldn't coexist with one another. I don't care how different right. we are. There is going to be a common bond always, which is we're family. So whether you think differently than I think, like the bottom line is and the common thread is like we're still family, you know, So you can find something to love about that person to, you know, be able to be in that person's presence. Like I don't think they're ever unless that person has physically harmed you or physically harmed somebody in your family or like directly has done something to hurt you on purpose that's mm-hmm. a different story than I think, right. you know, you have the right to not put yourself in that place. But if that hasn't happened, like, I can't be so offended by somebody's presence because they're different than me. And then, right. like, in their family, like, it's fine. I don't want us all to be the same, you know? Right. So, I don't know. I think when it comes to family, I think I really hope for, you know, just families out there that are either broken or, like, struggling through things, like, take your time process but also like maybe bring in like a different perspective somebody who doesn't have any interest in the situation and get their perspective because you'll be surprised when you're on the outside looking in like we you know how we're assessing this situation with Melissa and Teresa and it's just kind of like it's not that serious if y'all just stop and listen to one another I think it could be resolved honestly yeah um and I feel like that's a lot, you know, for a lot of families. And, and I hope that that never becomes an issue for us, which because that would be that would be really sad. That would be tragic. Tragic, <laughs> honestly. Um, and I'll never like I'll never like not love Juan unless he like does something so bad. Then I'll like literally have to destroy him. But <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> no, and I don't think that could ever happen for me with Daniel. No, you guys are literally so annoying, honestly. Like, (laughs) I was so pissed this weekend because I... Daniel's honestly one of my best friends. You guys are so annoying. Um, Like, you guys play your games together. You have, like, this tournament stuff. And, like, I get stuck with Juan, who's, like, so boring. He doesn't play any games with me. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I don't have a fun partner. And I told him that to his face this week and I was like bro you're so whack like I need you to be like more fun like we need to play like a game or something um yeah I got the short end for sure he's he's just like a little old man and Daniel's like a giant kid so like it works and also too like he goes to sleep so early so like he didn't even like hang out with us a lot like I'm like bro you're so freaking tired all the time what is wrong with you He's so lame. He really is. So I need him to step it up. I know. I'll, I'll tell him next time. Yeah. Honestly, maybe he'll, he'll step it up when we go to the cruise. Bro, if he's whack. He better bring his party pants or I'm going to be pissed. If he's whack on the cruise, I'm going to be so mad. I'm going to send him to, to mom and dad's room. Literally. <laughs> no, they party more than us. Are you kidding me? You're right. Like they, oh my gosh, the cruise is going to be so great. Um, okay, do you have anything else you want to touch on before we jump off? Because we're at like 58 minutes. Um, no, I think that long story short, love your family. Treat family not only everything. your not only your family, but treat everybody with respect. Mm-hmm. You know, you just never just because somebody has a differing difference of opinion or beliefs in you, um, or you know, whatever the case is, like be welcoming to everybody. I think that that's just yeah. My my key theme. Yeah, I agree. I think that we're just human beings who are called to love one another and whatever that looks like, I think, you know, I don't know. I think just be kind whether you understand it or you don't, regardless like 
just love one another, especially your family. Other people, meh. Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> but no, I'm just kidding. Um, other people you need to love too, but mainly your family. Like you only get one family. Yeah. You know, and that's so important and you have to cherish that. And I see that like as we get older, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so grateful for my family. I love that we have like such close cousins. I love that we have like the relationship that we have as sisters and nieces and nephews and things like that, you know. So I think it's just, you know. I think it's I think it's important for people to be aware. Um, all right. Well, I think that's it for us today. Lord, do you want to let them know where they can find the podcast and share it and leave a yes. stunning review for us? Yes. This episode comes out tomorrow, Friday, June 2nd. Join us in two weeks for Stephanie's birthday episode. <gasps> oh, my gosh. I forgot. She, she is going to be a whopping 37. 37 years old disgusting she's gonna hit she's gonna hit us with some life lessons and we're just gonna talk about all the things revolving around the birthday girl Mm. and i think we should do an all about you episode we haven't done that in 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 a while i'm scared are you gonna do like rapid fire questions yeah okay cute i love it we love to see it Uh, as always mm -hmm. you can find us on apple podcast Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at AsToldByMoms or visit our website, www.AsToldByMoms.com. I don't think think we have a website. (laughs) She's lying. (laughs) She's lying. We don't have a website. (laughs) I thought we did. No, we don't have a website. I'm literally a liar. She's such a liar. We have an Instagram and a Facebook page and a podcast page. So, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just find us on those things, which would be great. Um, Or don't don't find us at all. Or literally (laughs) don't find us at all. Um, (laughs) All right. We're out. Love you guys. Have a great night or day or (laughs) midday, wherever. We're done. Peace out. Love you. Bye. Bye.